Hey, welcome to A God and His Word podcast with Itoha. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at A God and His Word and do well by hanging around, guys. Cheers. If you're new here, welcome, newbie. And if you're not, what's up, oldie? Now let's get to the depth of the matter today. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be here once again and it's a privilege. All the glory to God for keeping us alive. Today, hmm... I have a very controversial topic to discuss. In fact, this is something that many of us are still trying to wrap our hands right around about this. And I just felt led and, you know, I, I feel like I've gotten to the place where I have a deep understanding of this topic. And it's nice to share with you. So without much further ado and talks, today I'm going to be talking about tithing. Is it necessary to tithe? Tithing as a Christian, like all that it entails with tithing. But before I go in deep into this, I want you to realize something. What tithing means. Tithing is giving unto God one-tenth of your proceedings, whatever it is, your, 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 your income, could be your gains, whatever. Whatever God has blessed you with, giving God 10%. Titan is not 2%, 3%, 5%. Even Titan is not 20%. There are some people that try to do, do go overboard. If you're Titan 20%, it's only 10% that, it's, that you're expected to give unto God. The extra 10, you're doing it out of goodwill. That's a sacrificial giving. Of originally, Titan is just 10% of whatever it is that you have. So, I needed to clear that out. Now, before I... Let's just... Yeah, definitely. It's time to talk about this. So... You need to know something that everything was created by God and is ultimately owned by God. Your life, your finances, every single thing that you own, your business, whatever it is that you have, every blessing is from God. There is no blessing that is not of God. Yes, definitely the devil blesses too. And we know that the devil, whatever he gives you, if he gives you 10, he's going to get back from you 100. The devil blesses quite all right. But whatever it is that the devil gives to you is a counterfeit to the original blessing from God. The father of blessings is God. So we need to get that straight. Now, God made everything by the works of his hands, by the words of his mouth. Everything you have is ultimately owned by God. The Bible says it is God that gives us power to make wealth and him alone. The idea, the energy, the resources, the connection, whatever it is that led you to your income, to your supply, is of God, not of yourselves. So we always need to give him back that that respect, that honor, that accolade, that this is, is, is ultimately referred back to God. All things that we have are for God. So I just want to ask this question. Now, in the world generally, if I give um someone something, I, I did go to someone, usually we expect that person to come back to say thank you. Why then do we not feel it's necessary to go back to say thank you to God by giving him our tithe? We think our way of saying thank you to God is going to probably sing of his glory and just pray and say, Father, thank you. How about giving him a portion of what he gave to you? You need to realize something, right? God doesn't need your money. God doesn't need anything that we have. God does not need our money. He has so much. So what is our 10% compared to the world that he has at his disposal? It's only do us good. To fulfill the law. Talking about the law, this is the reason why I'm here today. Now, we have gotten to this place in our work with God where everybody says, 
Jesus has come to abolish the law. Remember what he said? He said, I have not come to abolish the law, but to do what? But that it may be fulfilled. So we want to take out tithing from the law because now we are in the era of grace. Tithing is of the law, so tithing can shift. But we forget that part, part of the law is to love your God with all your heart, mind, spirit, soul, and body. Part of the law is obeying your father and your mother. Why are we taking away tithe from the law? But then we are obeying, we are fulfilling the part of obedience to our parents, fulfilling the part of not committing adultery, all of those other laws. Can we not abolish every single one of them? I know that, yes, we are now in grace and be lawless. Do we want to live in complete? Why don't we just live in complete? We shouldn't be hypocrites in any way. There is no point saying Titan is of the age of the law. So push Titan aside, but then we still do some things that are with the law of Moses. What's the point? That's clear hypocrisy. And look at something, right? Many say Titan is of the law and we are of the grace. But like I say from the onset of this podcast, whatever I say is based strictly on personal conviction and yeah, I have a right to share this and I know that it's going to inspire someone too and someone is also battling with this same topic. I have a prayer group, a Bible study group where a, a guy asked a question like a month ago. He said, um, does he really need to pay his tithes? What's, what's, the, what's the deal with this tithing thing anyways? After all, he's paying to the pastors and pastors are spending their money during the period of this pandemic. Pastors are still requesting people to support, blah, blah, blah. They're not helping out um, people in need. And I responded, I said, the first question is, why do you tithe? That's the first question. Why are you tithing? Many of us stop giving our tithe because pastors are spending the money. They are buying private jets in quotes. Pastors are living lavish lives and members are suffering. Are you paying your tithe to your pastor or to God? That's my question. Who are you paying your tithe to? Are you giving it so your pastor recognizes that you paid? Are you giving it out of, 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 of duress or you're giving it because of your love for God? Proverbs 3 verse 90 says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruit of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. Your tithe is your way of honoring God. That's how I pay my tithe. If I, if so, even if it's just 10 naira someone gives to me, I would take that one naira and say, Father, this is for you. I'm not doing it. I do it. I loved, Titan is a part of me. I, it, it gives me joy to tithe because it takes me back to reverencing that this thing came from God. It keeps me humble. It keeps me in a place of recognizing that I would never have more than God. My ultimate wealth, whatever I have, it, and even if it's the food I'm eating right now, it's of God. It keeps me in that place of recognizing that I have a source, an ultimate source, and this is my my, my my respect to him to say, hey, thank you, Father. Thank you for this thing. We should tithe because we want to honor God. It's very easy to say, yeah, it's of the law. I don't want to do it anymore, blah, blah, blah. Many preachers today explain this topic so well that people are convinced and say, yes, it's of the law. I'm no longer paying my tithe. But come, most of us are just stingy. Even the 10% self, we're not paying it fully we're doing two percent three percent doing as we as we didn't fit sometimes we be we we owe our tithe but if we just want to listen to one single topic on titan and then we dispose it off and say yes it's true so that we can have all the hundred percent ourselves majority of people that don't tithe is out of stinginess not wanting to release the ten percent somebody gives you hundred and asks for ten and then you still want to keep the ten to yourself he's not going to eat your ten 
in the Old Testament, the 10% that was given as tithe, if you looked at it closely, it was given to the priests, which is in these days the pastors. So before you complain that your pastor is spending your money, that is, that is wages for working for God. That's what he gets from you. That's what he gets from God. You are the source through which God is using to pay to bless your pastor. And that blessing, you, that, that money you're paying, whatever it is you're tithing, it's not going to your pastor. It's coming back to you. You cannot, you cannot outgive God. There is nothing you want to give that you say, yes, I've given my best. You can never give your best. Your best is not up to God's best. Giving your tithe is your way of saying, Father, thank you. That's how I do mine. So I can, this, this could actually inspire someone out there. I responded to the guy. I said, why are you giving your tithe? I don't care if my pastor decides to build a mansion with the money. How much is my money anyways? Can my money buy a Bentley? Can my tithe buy a Bentley? Even if... By God's grace, God blesses me to that point where I'm able to afford such luxurious lifestyle. My money cannot last my pastor for his lifetime. I don't have business with what my church does with my tithe. Mine is I'm honoring God. God, it's God. The thing is, you're not giving your tithe so people can recognize and see that yeah, you're doing your part. It's between you and God. It's meant to be a secret thing. You don't announce and pay my tithe. Everybody look at me. Tithe is secretive. Tithe is your personal business. It's between you and God. That's why most times we give tithes because people should see us. And you have to realize that your tithe in the first instance is worthless if you don't have a relationship with God. Because in that instance, that's when you, you start grumbling that, yeah, they're making you pay your tithe. If you love God, you have that deep intimacy with him. It won't cost you a thing to release this 10% and say, Father, this is yours. Take, thank you. Because he knows that he has proven himself as Jehovah Jireh, your provider. There is this popular scripture concerning tithes, Malachi 3, verse 10 to 12. The Bible says, bring the full tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Bring the tithe, the full tithe. He said, bring the full tithe, that is the 10% to the storehouse. The storehouse is the house of God, that there may be food in my house. My house has to have food. The pastor has to eat. Church has to be built. There has to be growth. He said, and thereby puts me to the test. Giving tithes to God is a test. You're putting God to this and say, Father, this is my part. I don't know of you, but I can I've never outgiven God. Even when I have this money come in and then it's something that is so little, and I still give out my 10% to God, it gives me more than that. It has, that has been my record. Ever since I started working closely with God and I ever since I began my journey like of intimacy with God, I have never for one speed tight that I don't get back to my pocket. I've never given to God that doesn't give it back to me. He accepts my tithes. That's the way we should. That's where we should get to the point where, oof, don't do it out of obligation. Like when I'm reading now in Malachi three, said, and thereby puts me to the test, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need, I will rebuild the devourer for you so that it will not destroy the fruit of your soil and so on. I don't want to go deep into reading that. Malachi 3, verse 10 to 12. Malachi, you know Malachi is the last book of the Old Testament. It's so close to the New Testament. Why is this a topic that was raised in Malachi? Why wasn't it in Genesis anyways? Yes, we have Titan in Genesis and every other parts of the Bible. But why is it repeated in Malachi, the, Old Testament, the last book of the Old Testament for us? I don't believe that the, 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 um, the law of Titan was abolished. Jesus did not abolish Titan. I do not believe so. Because... 
You see, he only told the religious people that there were other vital things that were important and tithing was not the main thing. Now, the part where Jesus said, you hypocrites, you're giving your tithes, blah, blah, blah. There's something Jesus said. There's a full gist about what Jesus mentioned to those people who were saying, there was this guy that was saying, um, I give my tithe and this and that. And the other sinner said, oh, Father, I'm a sinner, forgive me. And Jesus said, the other one that was humble will go to heaven. Jesus did not dispose the fact that tithing was of the law and it should not be practiced. He only said there were other important and trivial matters than tithing. This is why I tell my friend, I said, any tithe you're paying to God as a sinner is a waste of time. Spend your money. Obedience is better than sacrifice. There's no point sacrificing your 10% and spending. See, God will bless your tithing. God does not recognize such money. There's no amount of sacrifice you give to God. He wants the obedience of your heart. Bible says in Romans 12, Offer your body as a living sacrifice. Romans 12 verse 1. Offer your body as a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto the Lord. Which is your proper and your reasonable and acceptable worship. The first thing God wants from you is your life. It's your body. It's your heart. Your love for him. When you can pass that test, you cannot talk about tithing. So for those who are still living in sin, tithing is not your business. You don't have any business talking about tithing or trying to say you want to pay. God does not need the money from you. Give it to who you serve, which is the devil. He's not asking you for, for your tithing. The topic of tithing is not for sinners to debate because it's not recognized by God. What are you sacrificing when you're not giving him the main sacrifice he asks of you, which is your life? So we need to get to that point where it starts with your heart. Everybody that's, that's, that stays in sin, that's big, big people call sinners. Is this. I don't believe, see, this thing called sin, I don't even believe in calling people sinners, but that's what is categorized. That's what the Bible calls them, people of unbelief. That's what the Bible calls them, sinners anyway, so there's no point in trying to be, trying to cover up things. So tithing is not for people that are living in sin. You're, you're, you're an armed robber, you come to pay your tithe. Are you, like, that's an insult to God. Who do you think you are? Like, who do you think God is that he will accept that from you? You're into cyber crimes. And all sorts of different kind of... Your source of your wealth is not clean. And then you're coming to pay God tithe. There's no point. He's not recognizing all of those. God accepts only the tithe of those that are his own. That's what he looks at. Unto him, he looks at it as a sweet-smelling incense. It's holy and acceptable in his sight. That's how he sees the tithe of the saints. The Pharisees that Jesus was addressing in the Bible, they were, they, were, they were fulfilling the law of tithing and they neglected righteousness, holiness, love. That's the Bible recognizes us to know in 1 Corinthians 13, the importance of love. You can do everything if you don't love, you have wasted your time. So Jesus did not say, hey, you did not, most people have twisted the scripture to say that Jesus was uh, condemning tithing that is not necessary. No. There are other important things. There has to be a balance. Like I mentioned, you have to live a life of holiness. You don't sin against God and come to pay tithe to him. Jesus didn't undermine tithing, but he encouraged people to practice their giving in meaningful ways. Practice your giving unto God in a very meaningful ways. Be faithful. In Luke 11 verse 42, Jesus said, Woe to you Pharisees, you tithe means and rule and every herb. And you neglect justice and the love of God. This you ought to have done without neglecting the other. Meaning Jesus is saying in essence that justice, love and your tithing are important. But these guys neglected justice and love and we're doing only tithing. Can you see? 
there's no point of titan if you're not gonna love people if you're not gonna live in justice and equality if you're not gonna live a righteous life there's no point of titan the reason why you should tithe is because you love god that's my personal my personal belief and it helps me a lot when you do something out of compulsion it's quite difficult to keep up because you're not doing it because of you're not doing it from a place of love and a place of willingness you're doing it because you're compelled to but when you do something out of love and understanding when you're tight you're doing it for yourself not for god you can never outgive god what do you have that god does not have honor god with your titan it's honor you're not honoring god because he's going to bless you for your time god blesses us because of jesus he does not bless us because of what we do or what we don't do they are blessed because of jesus when he looks at us he blesses us because of jesus he blesses us out of his compassion out of his mercy out of his love he does not bless us because of our works well, is it not just proper and nice to give God 10% of what he gives to you than holding it back to feel like, yeah, he does not need it anyways. Yeah, I know he doesn't need it, but why can't you just do it as a symbol of showing that, Father, I love you, you can have it. It makes me feel fulfilled. Sometimes, there are moments in our lives where we have some cash that we cannot really place account of how we spend it. But when I have those kind of moments, I realize I paid my tithe. It makes me happy that, yeah, I spent it wisely. God needs your 10%. Whether you give 2, 20, 15, 11, 10.5, that's not your tithe. We ask for 10. That's just what he wants. The first fruit. You bring it that and say, this is God's portion. I do that. And I, it's, it's, it, I do it like a big When I do that, I'm always excited to do so. Once I'm having money coming into me, with joy, I'm like, hey, I can't wait to take out God's portion. And I just separate it from the money. And I do not spend it. If I cannot pay it immediately, I keep it till it's time to pay it. Even if it's 20 naira and paying as tight, I do it. I don't care how little. I give it to God and say, this is it. Thank you. It, it is not, I, I don't do it out of compulsion. It, it keeps me in a place of recognizing that and letting him know that, Father, I'm aware you gave this to me. It's not about going to pray and sing songs and say, hey, thank you, Jesus. My salary has been paid. Or thank you, Jesus. Or thank him and just dance. No. Or wait till Thanksgiving Sundays and wait till moments where I can pray. No. That's like a, an action. of It's an action. It's an action of saying, I really do appreciate it. Take, this is yours. He does, he's not going to spend it. He won't come from able to take my five naira or whatever amount I'm giving to him. But it's a way of honoring him and recognizing him as my source, ultimate source. That's why I want us to begin to practice tithing now henceforth. Don't pay your tithe. And then tomorrow you see your pastor get a new car. You say, it's my 100k used to buy his car. Come on now. Why are we doing that? Yes, these pastors are living lavish. We have many fake prophets these days. And then we see them on Instagram and social medias living the La Vida local lifestyle. And then we are like, yeah, it's members' money. It's good for them. They will face God for it, not you. The battle is not with you. It's with God. You is that. Your own is you've paid your part. You've given God his own portion. Let God be the job between you and your pastor. Give your tithe out of love for God. Let it ultimately be love. That's what's important. Everything we do for God and for man and humanity, and even for ourselves, let love be the central thing. And it works best.
I really want to see more people, more people giving their tithe. I don't, I'm not happy when I see this topic of tithing is not, is not, is not compulsory. After all, Bill Gates don't tithe. These people don't tithe and they're living successfully. In Psalms 18, if I'm not mistaken, Bible says, there's a, I, it was a question I had in my heart. I said, why, I asked God, I said, why is it that people that don't obey you, they're wealthy. They, they have the things they want. They are living their lives and everything. Then I saw a part in the Bible, I believe it's Psalms 18, where David said, I envied the wicked until God opened my eyes to see that their end is disastrous. Their end thereof is destruction. And that point, I was so ashamed of myself. This is David speaking. He said, I was so ashamed of myself. I had to go before God and say, I'm sorry for thinking this way. Bill Gates is living his life. These celebrities and everybody you see around you that don't hide, they are, they are blessed, right? That's good. But we don't compare ourselves to people who are not living for God. We don't compare. How can you be a child of God and compare yourself to people that are outside of the kingdom of God? It does not add up. It doesn't make any sense. Don't look at what people are doing. You do the right thing. If a pastor preaches to you that Titan is not of the law, can you please take it? It's not every message that you hear from the puppet that you just rush and go ahead and say, yeah, this sounds good. I'm going ahead with this. Can you sit with God sometimes and ask your questions? The ultimate truth is with God and his word. Somebody can read John 3, 16 and come to interpret it in a different way. And you can go to that same scripture and God gives you a new, another revelation entirely. It's always good to make the word of God our standard. Many people today who were faithful and tightened have changed their mind because of what a pastor said to them. And they were getting it right. You might Sometimes you might not feel like God is blessing you. Sometimes when you pay your tithe, you might, you might think like, ah, but I'm faithful and my tithe, nothing is coming for you. You are planting. There is a planting season. So everything, there is a, there is a time. You have no idea what you're planting. When it's time for you to reap the harvest, you won't even be able to take enough because there's no room to keep it. Keep planting. Let's plant. Sometimes we are so quick, we're in a generation where we are so quick to expect our, the results so, imme so immediate. We have to chill. There is time. Abraham waited on many years for God's promise. There is time. There is a time for everything. Keep planting. When you start to reap, you will realize it was worth the wait. I'm encouraging you today to tighten. We should start tightening. I'm not forcing it. I'm not saying that. Any pastor or anyone that believes that in his room, people can definitely have contrary opinions. Like I always say on my podcast, this is strictly based on personal conviction and I'm always encouraging you, go back to the word of God. So anyone who has stopped or who is confused about Titan, I believe I've laid out some points for you. Give out of love for God so that it helps you place your mindset in a, in a state of recognizing him as your ultimate source and provider. That's what it does for me. I believe that people are there that it works that same way too. If it works that way for me, it can do the same for you. When you are forced, you don't give it happily. Next time, you don't want to do it. But it all comes, everything you do for God comes from the place of relationship. Anything you do for God outside of a relationship with Him is religion. If you don't know God, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus and you're doing anything, it's a religion. He doesn't recognize it. But when you start working closely with Him, when you start deciding every day to die to yourself and live for Him, you realize that the things you do for him will be so effortless because it is done from a place of love, a place of intimacy, a place of fellowship, a place of understanding, a place of communion with him. So I believe I've been able to answer some few questions on Titan and I'm encouraging you, start Titan today and let God know how grateful you are and let him bless you, give him a chance to bless you and increase you even more.
Remember something. God is not blessing you because of your tithe, because of your offering, or because of what you did or what you didn't do. He's blessing you because you received Jesus into your life. We are blessed because of the mercy and the love of God that comes from the blood of Jesus. So if you don't have Jesus in your life today, it is time to have him in your life. If you don't have Jesus, everything you do, you do out of works. When you have Jesus, you work, you do things, you, you live from a place of grace. And grace is unmerited. Grace is, is something that you don't deserve, but it comes to you freely because of Jesus. So guys, think about this and make a choice that would center around you ultimately having a relationship with Jesus. It's in that place you begin to get revelations and understanding of several things. And I'm encouraging you today. Do not take things from every altar and go and sit with it and say, yeah, this is my, the way I want to go. Even things I say here, please take it to God. Sit in prayer, sit in the, the word of God and search the scriptures for yourself and make sure it's in alignment. Let God speak to you by himself. We are in the last days. We are in the last days. Many people are coming, giving us, nowadays we have most, much of motivational speaking and the active word of God. They're not giving us the, the raw truth. It's motivation, less scriptures, more motivation. And they twist the scriptures now. The scriptures is so easily twisted these days. But when you make the standard of God, the word of God, your standard, that's when you begin to understand several things. So if you really want to stand in these last days, if you really want to make it to the end, if you really want to be on the right track, let the word of God guide you. That's our manual to this life of righteousness. That's our manual on this race, on this journey that we are, we are all in. Our manual is the Bible. It's the, it's the manual to our life and it's the only way we can be right with God. There are some people that have said, um, do they have to give their tithes to the church? Can't I give it to the motherless baby's home? Can't I help the poor and do all of those things? See, um, when Martha used uh, expensive perfume, the alabaster box of oil, to clean up Jesus' feet, and the disciples said, Martha, this is Mary, I mean. The disciples said, this is so expensive. You should have used this money for the poor. Jesus' reply was, there will always be poor people among you. So it's not your tithe that will take care of all the poor people in the world. Jesus asked you to take your tithe to the house of God. So even if at all you are led to give your tithe to a poor person or give your tithe somewhere else, not in the house of God, make sure you are led, like I said. Let God lead. Let God lead you to do so. Ultimately, it's take it to my house. He didn't ask you to take to take it somewhere else, to give it to someone else. I've seen people who said, oh, I'm not going to give my money to the church because these pastors these days are spending my money lavishly. Like I said in, earlier, you don't give your money to the, to, the, to the pastor. If your motive of giving your money outside of the church is because of your pastor spending it and doing all sorts of things with the money, then you're not giving with the right motive because at this point you're giving it because you think you're paying to the pastor. But when you're aware that you're giving this money to God, you know that whatever my pastor does with this money is not my business. So for people who are led to give outside of the church, yeah, God is not in a box. God is very versatile. So it could lead you to give your money to someone or do it one way or the other, or so to other ministries apart from your church. But ultimately, be led. And being led by the Spirit of God comes from having the spirit of God which is by a relationship still seek a relationship with him and the honest truth is a genuine child of God will not be found in a fake church or a church where the pastors will spend or lavish the money if you're attending a fake church like some people say oh this is a fake church 
you're not a genuine child of God because the Spirit of God will not lead you to a place where His presence is not dwelling. So everyone who, who, who says things like, um, my pastor is spending my money or whatever, then it, the problem is with you because what are you doing there? You can't tell me that all churches worldwide these days are fake. It's not possible. I can give names of millions of pastors that are genuine men of God because the Spirit bears witness within me that this one is part of the kingdom. You can easily identify the ones that are not of God. So if you're truly led by the Spirit of God, you will not be in a wrong church. Ultimately, like I said, it's a relationship. When you have that relationship with God, everything will fit into the scale. That's just it. So, come to the end of today's podcast. Like I said, take it to God and He will let you know the best part to take. Above all things, desire a relationship. Let go of whatever it is that draws you back from giving God your all and let Him begin to show you just how amazing he is and the great things he has in store for you shalom thank you so much for sticking with me today see you on my next episode bye